Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of AdMail. This is Adam Bergman, founder and CEO of IRA Financial. I'm here to help you find the answers to the most frequently asked questions from my clients about self-directed retirement accounts. If you want to learn more, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us on social media. Just search IRA Financial. Hey everyone and welcome to another episode of AdMail. I'm Adam Bergman, tax attorney and founder of IRA Financial. On today's episode, I'm going to tackle questions on taking distributions of land, investing in cattle, and whether you can set up a solo 401k if you're ready, have access to a 401k at work. So without further ado, let's get right to it. First question is from Trevor R. of San Jose, California. And Trevor wants to know, I own a piece of land in my self record IRA. Can I take part of the land as a taxable distribution? I'm over the age of 59 and a half. So great question, Trevor. And when you take a distribution of pre-tax funds, I assume, and you're over the age of 59 and a half, you have to pay tax on the fair market value of what you distribute. And that's subject to ordinary income tax. So the good news is you're over 59 and a half, hence you're not subject to the 10% early distribution tax. So what can you do? Well, land is something that can be technically reclassified, rezoned, and essentially you can take a piece of land as a taxable distribution. So for example, if you have an acre of land that you just kind of held to appreciate and sell, and you wanted to, for example, take half of it as a taxable distribution because you wanted to build something on it or just sell it or have it personally, uh, then you technically can do it so long as you read um, zone those or not really rezone, but um, redeed um, the, that one track of land into two separate tracks where one is owned personally and one is owned uh, by the IRA. So land you can work, obviously stock or an interest in a, in a LLC you can do. A home is more difficult, right? You can't just say I'm taking the second floor or the bathroom as a taxable distribution and you know the backyard I'm going to leave in my IRA. Can't really do that with a home. But with land or stock, you can say, oh, I own 10 shares of Apple. I'll take five shares and treat them as a uh, taxable distribution. So I'm the personally and the five remaining shares I'll keep in my IRA. That works. Same with an LLC interest. Um, even gold, I'll take this bar personally and keep this bar in the IRA. Same with cryptos, where you can designate coins as owned personally as taxable distribution or in a retirement account. Home, not so easy. So land, Trevor, you can do. You just want to have it... Um, basically quick claim to you personally, and then the other one stays in the IRA and you want to keep two separate um, lands, two separate parcels of land. So thank you for that question, Trevor. Really good one. Second question of today's episode is from Bryce W. of Tulsa, Oklahoma. Bryce wants to know, I want to invest in cattle with my self-directed IRA. Can I do it? So let's look what the tax code said. So there's only three things you cannot do in an IRA. Can't buy life insurance, can't buy collectibles. Now is cattle a collectible? Probably not. It's not a racehorse. Um, probably not a collectible. So then the third category is found under Internal Revenue Code Section 4975 and says, you essentially can't do any transaction with a retirement account and a disqualified person that in any way directly or indirectly personally benefits that disqualified person. Disqualified person is defined as a parent, child, spouse, daughter-in-law, son-in-law, the IRA owner, or any entity 50% or more controlled by such person. So as long as you're not buying cattle from yourself, you can technically do it. Now, how is the taxation of cattle treated? Well, 
if you're buying multiple cattle, it looks a lot like inventory, like selling widgets or Walmart selling um, t-shirts. So that means, yes, it's not prohibited, but it could be subject to the unrelated business taxable income tax, UBTI, because it looks like you're buying inventory. If you're buying one cow, then you know maybe you can say it's a capital asset. Um, but if you're buying cattle in plural, then it looks a lot like a business. And the sale of that cattle could be subject to the unrelated business taxable income tax from the sale of inventory. The UBTI tax in 2022 can go as high as 37%. And that gets triggered uh, essentially at like 15,000. So it's not a really great tax to pay. Now you can do a couple other things, right? You can try to, let's say you own the land, maybe you lease out the land to a cattle rancher and say, okay, pay me X flat per rent per month and kind of equate what that would be to the cattle sales. There's different ways you can try to turn the ordinary income of the inventory sale into rental income, which is passive and not be subject to the UBTI tax. but you basically need to keep the rental income flat. It cannot be tied to the number of cattle you sell because then technically it's not rental income. It's it's more akin to the sale of inventory. So you got to be kind of careful. I've had a number of clients you know, invest in cattle and, and a self-record IRA. They've you know, done fabulously well. You can also do a ROBS, rollover business startup solution, where you treat the cattle ranching activities a business and you set up a corp, corp adopts a 401k, you roll over your funds tax-free to a 401k. 401k buys the corp. That's called ROBS. And then you could be actively involved in the cattle ranching business, earn a salary, and then all that income would be subject to corporate tax, 21%, and not the UBTI tax rate of 37%. So Bryce, the ROBS may actually be a better bet for you if you're going to be buying a lot of cattle and doing a lot of cattle uh, transactions. So something to keep in mind, ROBS, um, which will allow you to be actively involved, earn a salary, and you can reduce your UBTI tax of 37% down to 21%, which is the corporate tax rate. Third and final question of today's episode is from Instagram. And we have a great feed, by the way. So check it out. We, we do a bunch of really, really good, I have to say, um, you know, posts, uh, couple of day, really cool images, graphics on uh, very interesting self-directed retirement uh, areas and topics. So definitely check it out. Uh, questions, I have a 401k plan at work. Can I also have a solo 401k plan for my side gig? The answer is sure. Why not? Two eligibility requirements to set up a solo k. You have a business, whether you drive for Uber or you know, work for Instacart, so you're good. And you can't have any full-time employees other than yourself, spouse, or other business owner. So a side gig, you're a sole proprietor, you drive for Uber, for example, then yeah, you can set up a solo K. Only qualification is, and I'd say only restriction on how much you contribute, is the employee deferrals, which in 2022 is 20,500 with 27,000 if you're over 50. Can't dibble, double dip on that. So if you max out at work, you can't do an employee deferral for your solo plan. All you'll be able to do is a profit sharing, which is 20% of your net schedule C, if you're a sole proprietor or 25% of your W-2, if you have a C or S corp. Okay. So let's say you only put 10,000 in, in your full-time 401k and you're under 50. Then you can do another 10,500 in your side gig, solo 401k. Number one, of course, you need to earn at least 10,500, probably a little more because that side gig income would be subject to self-employment and FICA taxes. So you want to reduce, depending on how much you make in your full-time job, may have to reduce 
13 or so percent on your schedule C income because the net amount of that would be subject would be available for contribution. So like to contribute to 105, you you probably want to earn like maybe 11, five or 12. And then you'd be able to pull the full amount in. And then the profit sharing, since you don't own 80% or more of both businesses, there's no control group, you can do profit sharing in your solo K and also get like a safe harbor contribution in your full-time gig if it's available. So to answer your question, yes, even if you have a full-time job at Apple or Google or Ari Financial, and you have a side gig, you can set up a solo K and put away more money. You're capped at that employee deferral number of 20,500 to 27,000 if you're over 50, but you can go all the way up to 61,000 or 67,500 through profit sharing contributions. So let's say you made 200 grand driving for Uber. Um, I know that's probably a bit exaggerated, but um, let's say you're uh, a, a Schedule C, you'd be able to do 20% of the 2200K, which is 40K, which if you put in 20,500, that's under 61. So you'd be able to do the full 60,500 having your 401k at work and your solo 401k through your side gig. So um, in that case, it will work out. If you made a million dollars and maxed out at work, the 20,500, then all you'd be able to do again is the profit sharing uh, through the side gig. If you only put in 5,000 in your 401k at work, then you can do the remaining amount, uh, the 5,000 minus 20,500 or 5,000 minus 27,000 if you're over 50 years old for employee deferrals, plus also the profit sharing up to 61K or 67.5 if you're over 50. So there you go. Another episode of Ad Mail in the bag. I really appreciate you guys spending some time here today. Don't forget to subscribe. Um, give us a like. Uh, you can check out the two other podcasts I do, Adam Talks, which drops every Wednesday, and Ad Bits, which drops every Tuesday for a bit. Self-directed retirement knowledge. Yeah, it's a good one. So otherwise, hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Um, and uh, thanks for listening if you're watching on YouTube. Thank you as well. And uh, cheers. Have a great day.